thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. Again, I want to say thank you for joining us. We are in our last episode of the series, The Challenge of Missions, here with Dr. Oswald J. Smith. Hopefully you've enjoyed this series. I have. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, gotten a lot from it, things God has taught me that I need to work on, and hopefully you you guys have as well. And anyone listening, if you have that book, if you've read it, or you purchased a copy since the series has started, I would love to hear that. I'd love to hear from you. And I'm curious if anyone else has read this book besides just me. I know there's got to be others out there listening who probably have, and I'd just love to hear that. Uh, And this is our last message in this. Now, you may be listening wondering, what is the next series? I have no idea. So let that be a comfort to you or concerning how you're going to look at that. I honestly don't know. Um, This episode will air. I'm recording a few weeks in advance. It'll air. Next week, the week after this episode is out, and you're listening to this right now, so the week after this, this next Thursday, there will be no episode. I'm taking that week off, and then the week after, we'll either jump into an interview or we'll jump into our next series. So one of those two things will happen. So just be on the lookout for that. I'm excited for this, and hopefully you guys are as well. This last episode, so the last chapter in his book, uh, Dr. Smith kind of just lays his heart out, and he just shares with us some missionary mottos, some missions mottos. And these are just challenges that he has either said or different missionaries of the past have said about evangelism and winning the lost. And he doesn't even give a commentary. He just starts with a bunch of quotes and gives the author. And it's just several pages of just missions quotes. Now, we're not going to read that whole chapter. Uh, I just kind of picked a few. I have one, two, I'm counting here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quotes. We're going to go through. And I'm just going to read them. I might give some commentary, talk about one. I honestly might just read one or two, go on to the next. We'll see. So we'll just kind of see how the Lord leads in this. Just share some quotes, kind of speak from the heart, see what God would have us to learn from this. So the first quote that we have, uh, the first couple rather, are from our author, Dr. Oswald J. Smith. And the first one is this. This generation can only reach this generation. I'll read it again. This generation can only reach this generation. And listen to that. You may think, well, that's a lie. That's not possible. But think about it. Those alive during 2023 are the only ones who can reach those right now in 2023. You know, I can't go back in time and try to say, you know, point those to Christ from the 1850s. That that time is over. Uh, those in the year, we'll say 2097, if, if we're still here, but, you know, the Lord has not returned at this point. 2097, a long, long, long time away. Um, going off of that year, the only ones that can reach those are those who were alive during that time. Those who have passed off the scene cannot go on and reach those who are lost. Those who were not alive during that time, you know, I can't go back to 1742 and give the gospel out. That, that time has passed. Those who were alive during that time and give the gospel during that time, those alive today can give the gospel. And they're thinking, that's a simple quote. What do you, what's the application of that? Well, think about it. You're only on this earth for so long. Listeners, I don't know how long God's going to give you. He could give you 40 years. He could give you 80. He could give you two days. I don't know. But however much time God has given you, use it wisely. Give out the good news. Give out the gospel as much as you can and as long as you can. And watch as God works. This generation, again, can only reach this generation. The next quote by Dr. Smith is this. The mission of the church is missions. The mission of the church is missions. Again, another simple statement, kind of like the last one, very just repetitive, almost redundant, like, yeah, duh, we know this. But how true it is. 
A church is not a church if they are not helping reach the cause of Christ. If we're not carrying out Christ's last command, his commission to us to reach the world, then we're not a church. Uh, another statement he says, I don't have it written down, but it's kind of a spinoff of that, is that, you know, a church ceases its right or gives up its right to exist when it fails to care about missions and evangelism and how true that is. So ask yourself this. If you're a part of a local church, what are you and your church doing to reach the lost? If they're not doing anything, you know what? That's your job to get that started then. If you're listening and your church doesn't have a soul winning program or a missions program, ask your pastor, hey, if no one else is, can I start this? Can I start a Saturday visitation or a Wednesday night or Thursday night blitz of some sort? And can I be the one to help start this? And watch as God does that. Give to missions. The goal of your church is not to build a fancy building, although many churches have those in their great facilities that can reach people. The main goal of the church, no matter how nice or poor your buildings is, no matter how big or small your church is, no matter how fill-in-the-blank your church is, the calling is missions. You're to give to missions. We are to see the lost saved. And if you're not, your church unfortunately isn't a church. The next statement is this by William Carey, a great missionary to India. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. I like that one, especially that first phrase, attempt great things for God. He's saying, you know what? It's our job as believers to go out and do something for God, to go out and make a name for the Lord, go out and give the gospel, and just be brave. Do something daring. If you read the Christians of the past and even some of recent years, you'll find they live some daring lives. They did some bold things, some things that we might not want to do that are outside of our comfort zone. I think in Bible class today uh, with my ninth graders, we were talking about the life of Daniel and just the decisions that that young man had to make and how they not only affected his life but those around him. He made a name, and he made a name for God, and he made a difference for the Lord, and the Lord blessed him as a result. He attempted great things for God, and then like the second phrase of it, expect great things from God. So God expects us to work, to labor for him, put our hand to the plow, Serve God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then watch as God brings in the fruit, and watch as God brings in the labor and does the work for us after we do our part of the work and step out in faith. The next statement is this kind of a spinoff to that last one. Adoniram Judson said this: "The prospects of God, or the prospects are as bright as the promises of God." You know, he said that, and if you know anything about his life, you know that he witnessed there as a missionary to Burma for seven years before he had his first convert. For seven years, day and night, he preached the gospel, witnessed to people, told people how to be saved. And for, it took seven years before he had his first convert. If it felt like a failure, it was this guy. Yet he said in the middle of this, the prospects are as bright as the promises of God. As believers, it might seem like you're going through an unfruitful season, a season where no matter how hard you give the gospel, no matter how hard you try to witness to the lost, no one's getting saved. Everyone's rejecting you. But you know what? The prospects are as bright as the promises of God. If God promised people are going to be saved, God might not save someone now or tomorrow or the next day. Or he might not have saved some, you know, use you to see someone saved now or then or whatever. But God will. You just got to keep being faithful. Keep being faithful to what God has called you. And as that happens, the promises will be as bright. Or the prospects will be as bright as the promises of God. The next statement by Henry Martin, he said, Now let me burn out for God. I like that one. He's saying, you know what? Life isn't long. Life is short. Life is quick. You know, one of the things I've learned in my life, and I haven't lived that long, only 23 years of age, and one of the things that stuck out to me is just how fast life goes by. I remember being in you know, high school and middle school and thinking that life was slow and it dragged. Maybe you listening and say the same thing, that life just feels like it's in a dragging season, that, you know, the more you go on, the slower it gets. And it just seems like, you know, time has stopped almost. You know, I'll never get to high school. I'll never graduate. I'll never get married. I'll never have a kid. I'll never fill in the blank. Those things will never happen. But you know what? As you get older, you'll find time flies by. Time goes by just like the Bible says in the book of James that life is but a vapor. It's here for a moment and gone the next. 
and you never know when that vapor in, of your life is going to disappear. So like that statement, he's saying, now let me burn out for God. We don't know when this candle is going to go out in our life, but God says, you know what, give it all. Lay it all on the line and help us to burn out for the Lord. So that should be your, hopefully that's your cry, your prayer to God, is that you want to burn out for the Lord. The next statement by John Wesley, I like this one. You have one business on earth. Let's see what this is. You have one business on earth to save souls. He basically what he's saying here is God gives us all unique callings, unique abilities, unique gifts, unique uh, giftings, unique things in life. God has that for us. But you know what isn't unique? You know what calling is the same for all of us? Is to see souls saved. You know, I'm a youth pastor and a Christian school teacher, but my job is to be a witness and an evangelist. You may be listening and, and you're a teacher as well, same thing. You could be listening and you could be, you know, working at a fast food restaurant, working at a factory working at a college, working wherever. But you know what? No matter where you work, no matter what God calls you to, your stage of life, who you're married to, we are all called to be witnesses. We're all called to be witnesses unto the Lord all across the earth. Those we come in contact with, those we will come in contact with, God calls us to be missionaries and to share the gospel with those that we run into. And we have one business on earth, and that is to save souls. Uh, two more statements here, and we'll close out with these. The, these last two are from our author again, Dr. Smith. Uh, the first one being, untold millions are still untold. I like that one. It's, again, another short, pithy-type statement, and you're thinking these are repetitive, these are simple, and that's the point. He's trying to be simple and redundant, but to get a point across. We talk of the untold millions, those who never heard of the gospel, those who never been saved, but you know what? We can talk about them all we want, but until we go and give them the gospel, they're still untold millions, those who have not heard of the gospel. So hopefully that challenge will stir you to be a witness where you are, wherever it is that God has you in life. Let's close with this last statement. It's a, it rhymes, and this is kind of like a little poem, a little two-line poem here that the author gives to us. It, it read, I'll read it to you twice. It says this, I have seen the vision, and for self I cannot live. Life is less than worthless till my all I give. One more time. I have seen the vision, and for self I cannot live. Life is less than worthless till my all I give. I give, and I like that statement, that, that, that poem will break it down, that first line, I have seen the vision, he's talking about he got saved, he's seen the cry for lost souls, he's been burdened by the Lord, I have seen the vision, and for self I cannot live, he's saying I can't live for self, after seeing the calling God has for me and seeing how lost our world is, I cannot live for self, I've got to live for a higher calling, and that calling is Christ, and then the last line, life is less than worthless till my all I give. He's saying, my life is literally less than worthless. So until I give God everything with all the fiber in my being, with everything in me, he said, until I give God that for the cause of evangelism, he said, life is worthless, but it's even less. It's, it's, more, it's like worthless, and then it's like worthless of worthless of worthless. It is nothing. And in our life, it's the same thing. If we don't give God everything for the cause of Christ, we're as if we're wasting our life. God has given us so much potential, so many gifts, so many blessings, so many things that we can make a difference with. And unfortunately, many of us just toss it aside. I've been there and have just tossed those gifts aside, not witnessing to others like I should be. And it's a sad thing, but unfortunately, a lot of us do it. And God calls us to be witnesses unto me again in, in Samaria, in Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world, Israel, all those different things. God calls us to be witnesses wherever we are. We are called to share people, or share with people the truth of Jesus Christ. So hopefully this series has been a blessing to you. I've enjoyed it uh, these past four months, and this is the end. So hopefully, I mentioned this earlier, hopefully you'll pick up the copy of the book for yourself, 
and read it. I did skip a few of the chapters and kind of summarized a few things and added my own stuff to it. And you'll probably gather that as you read it. But hopefully you'll go read that and take some of these missionary challenges to heart. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. I pray that you use this episode to make a difference, help it to change lives, point others to you. Help us as we try to live for you, Father. I know it can be difficult in the dark days that we have and the darker days that we have ahead. But I ask that you just help us to stand strong and to make a difference for you. Amen.